Our word faith comes from the Latin term fide. Say that with me. Fide, okay? Uh, think the English word fidelity. That would be the, the exact uh, transfer, fidelity. Fidelity means faithfulness or trustworthiness, okay? This is why the proper understanding of the term faith, this is why a right understanding of that term means trust. Say this with me. Faith means trust, and that is all. Faith means trust. Now, the Greek word is a funny-sounding word, only because our culture uh, has other words that are inappropriate. But the Greek word is the word pistis. It's almost like piston, okay? It's just an interesting word. But that word, too, means trust in its original uh, form. So we have faith means trust, and that is all. And then Scripture goes on to show us how, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, how uh, faith is expanded into a more practical definition. Now, this is where I've spent a whole lot of time. So a lot of what we're going to talk about, at least at the first part, it will be a recap for some of you, okay? So Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. As I've taught in the past, it does not mean that our faith and trust uh, is just uh, out there in Never Never Land or, or blind in any capacity. It actually means that our faith and trust is predicated on both substance and evidence. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Even if that substance or even if that evidence happens to be a promise given. Okay, This is precisely why I've distinguished in the past between biblical faith and the notion of blind faith. Although faith is the evidence of things not seen, it is nonetheless evidence. So there is something to it, right? For example, there's a popular phrase in the church today. The phrase goes something like this, jump and the net will appear. That is foolishness and not faith. It starts with an F, so I get the confusion, but it is not faith. You do not jump and wait for the net to appear. You jump only if God told you there was a net, and where do we find out what God says? His word. So stop jumping. And listen, you don't have to agree with me. If you don't like what I have to say, test it out. Scripture says test everything. But here, caution, caution, please don't scale really high heights to test this point, okay? Find somebody who has a picnic table, okay? Find somebody who has a picnic table, jump off of it, and claim that the net will appear. And when you pick yourself up off the ground, we'll continue our conversation, okay? Because no net will appear. It's an amazing thing. Remember, the very temptation of the devil to Jesus in the wilderness was that nonsense. Jump, your father will protect you. And what did Jesus say? Don't test the Lord your God. <laughs> I mean, what kind of nonsense are we believing inside of this? So find a picnic table and I'll talk to you a little bit later, right? No, jump in the net will appear. But if Hebrews 11.1 1 is to be fully understood, listen clearly here. If Hebrews 11.1 1 is to be fully understood, it is also and maybe more particularly referring to a life lived in obedience in view of mercy and faith. Okay? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence. And I would argue it's the, the, life, or the life of evidence uh, that you live. Lives of faith are evidenced and substantiated by what, church? Works. 
actions. No, works do not save you. But don't think for a second you are saved by grace through faith and you just get to sit on your couch and wait for Jesus to return. That's not what he said. He commanded everybody, go into the world and preach the gospel. He's commanded us to, in view of mercy, present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And the commands go on and on. Think about it this way. If we are saved by grace through faith, which means trust, and we are, we're saved by grace through faith, then trust or faith is substantiated by the very thing we hope for, salvation or a redempted body or redeemed body. We see a life of substance that actually believes God's promises are true. That is, whatever Jesus says, you do. Our lives will exhibit evidence if what we believe is actually true. And the evidence and the substance is called works or obedience. You've got to see it. No doubt this is why Hebrews 11 goes on to say of all of the actions, to highlight all of the actions of the great cloud of witnesses. Notice Hebrews 11.1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And everything that follows says, and Abraham by faith did this, and Rahab by faith did that. There's why that's all connected. It's also most assuredly why James 2.24 tells us that we're not justified by faith alone, but by works. James is not telling us that we're earning anything. Instead, he is saying that if you have genuine faith, then it will have substance and evidence by your obedience. Otherwise, it's nothing. Please hear me, church. There is no such thing as a nominal Christian. It's a non-Christian. You obey, or that's not, you're not who you claim to be. This is really, really important. Does that mean we don't screw up as Christians? I hope not. Of course we screw up, and we were given instruction on what to do about it. When we sin, repent. (laughs) I love it. Repent. And he is what? Faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. What a powerful thing. 